Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Plug it in, turn it on. There we go. Hey, I have to say that that one, two, three troubleshooting has not let us down yet. It's, it's always one of the three things. <laughs> Plug it in, turn it up, turn it on. Yep. Nice. <laughs> um, we were actually having a discussion because I don't want to say like in these times or like what, like what sort of like the vibe of, you know, it was really interesting. I was telling Danny J that I was, this is Jill, by the way. <laughs> Sub Jill. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched it. I'm like not a big TV person, but um, we watched a documentary on Woodstock '99. It was on Netflix. Oh my god, you need to watch it. And for those of you who are the uh, Gen Xers like us, I think we're on the cusp. Mm-hmm. We're geriatric millennials too. Like yes. we're born in '81. Yeah, you guys probably remember '99, especially like we all graduated in '99. Like there was just a lot of uncertainty around like Y2K and stuff like that. And so anyway. It goes into, and I don't really remember this because Danny was like, oh, is that the Woodstock where there was all the mud and everything? And it was like, no, that was Woodstock 94. Mm-hmm. They did it five years later. And this is all around the time where like Limp Biscuit was really big and like Warp Tour. And like, there was just a lot of, and I'm watching this documentary and it's a lot like of just young sort of frat guys. Like it's all like, yeah. you know, 18 to 24 year old white men basically. Yeah. And there was just so much anger and angst you remember yes, that time it period the, it was right after the grunge angst. It yeah angst it was era. like right after the grunge era it was like right after Kurt Cobain passed and so Limp Bizkit was like break shit and like whatever and so they had all these people and it was funny because they had like three women it was like Jewel and Cheryl Crow and then like all of these like like yeah. Nirvana not Nirvana um, yeah what's the other band like Offspring yeah or- Offspring was there mm-hmm. like just all these sort of like punk and whatever yeah and so they annihilated the entire venue and put the entire thing up in flames, Holy. like by the end of the third day. There's people like a were lot like, of anarchy kind of ideals and uh, the mosh pit and all that yeah. crap back then. Mm-hmm. Tons of like, and then, so basically by the end of the third day, which is the final day of the show, you guys need to watch this. Like they all, they were looting all the vendors. There was complete chaos. There was absolutely no security anywhere. Like all the security pieced out. Uh, everything was up in flames. I guess they handed out candles to the audience because they were like they want to raise a candle oh, right and people just started lighting shit on oh, fire shit. and like breaking all of anything like infrastructure like whatever so it was wild and um a lot of anger and i was mm-hmm. just like where does that go and i feel like we're not quite in that time right now but there is a lot of division there's a lot of um, you know, just not seeing people like not wanting to have conversations mm-hmm. and whatever, no matter what side you're on, I think there, we can all agree that there's a lot of sort of turmoil and a lot of polarization and things like that, which, you know, so sometimes there just has to be, you mm-hmm. know, for things to get done. But I feel like a lot of us are operating at a heightened emotional state, the pandemic and COVID and not working and what's going on like politically and just like all this stuff. And so we wanted to talk about emotions because we've always said this, that emotions are always valid, Mm -hmm. you know, like anger, these negative emotions, anger, you know, sadness, frustration, annoyance, overwhelm, like they're always valid. 
But if you are someone who has a growth mindset and someone who wants to, you know, like live a life of somewhat feeling peaceful Peace. and meaningful, that at some point you do have to choose a different emotion. Manage. Learn to manage your emotions. Right. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I was just showing, sharing Jill this morning. This is Danny J. Um, I was sharing with Jill this morning a post my friend made. It was just such a nothing post. It was a, a recipe made with two ingredients. And people were going on her comments about how this promotes eating disorders. And she had posted the um, macros. And so people were saying that's dangerous, that's triggering. And she's like, if someone maybe needs to know for their health, if this is okay for them, like maybe if they're diabetic, they need to know how much sugar's in it. So it's that we're in this place where people just get triggered and then they just go off on that. And it's almost on anything these days. Dan I mean, calls it pre-mad. My brother calls it pre-mad. <laughs> yes. He's like, he goes, cause he said about me, he's like, you're like pre-mad about something with our dad. Right. You're pre-mad. And I was like, that is how it feels. Yes. Like it's all this, it's a huge like bag of shit that people are carrying mm -hmm. around and mm -hmm. the smallest thing. Mm -hmm. And I do it too. Like we're yeah. all like in that, I'm just like one tiny thing. And all of a sudden it just blows up. Yes. So it's like a, it's like a chip on your shoulder or resentment or something where you just, it's a self-righteousness. We were talking about this yesterday. Like self-righteousness is a potent drug yes. because it feels good to think you're right. So you're just waiting for someone to do something. You're like, I'm just waiting so I can clock them. I'm just waiting. Yep. So they say something so I could scream at them. And I feel like this is happening all over. Yep. And it's not even the thing. Like I, I had some issues in my DMs too. And Jill was like, it could have been any, you're like right. anyone. It could have been anyone. It just, you happen to say the one thing that just let the person unleash. And then, and it's, you know, that it's not about you because the argument has nothing to do with like what you what actually said, said yeah. <laughs> or what you actually posted. And, and same thing with like the recipe. It's like this conversation about triggering and eating disorders has nothing to do with that recipe. That was just a very like, here's a recipe I wanted to try, but people have their own stories their own insecurities, their own issues, and they see something and then it's just, it's like the, the claws come out. It's like backing a cat into a corner with a broom and then finally that cat's just going to attack you. And so it's go, it leads us to this conversation of like, can we control that? Can we like take a step back and or do control we want to? our own shit? Or like, or should we just let people blow up at each other and just... <laughs> burn down the burn down the blaze yeah I mean I think there's something too and I and I Danny and I will always tell you and like we're even though we we think about stuff like you know we talk about stuff a lot we definitely I'm definitely like a, a product of my emotions sometimes mm -hmm. I just want to be mad it feels good to be to feel self-righteous feels good to be like the one done wrong it just sometimes feels good to just like let it out and especially you know we had talked about when you when your mom passed away and that the week that week you were having a lot of like just anger type stuff, which mm -hmm. is like a weird, like, I think it probably came maybe before like the deep sadness, but it, there's like something where just, you need to let yourself have that full experience. So we would never say, you know, tamp your emotions or like put up, I think there's a difference between letting the emotions flow through you and then choosing something else once you have the full experience. Mm -hmm. And then just versus what I think a lot of our parents do, which is we just, push it down. Mm -hmm. And my dad actually said that we had a conversation a couple weeks ago and he was just like, and I said, y'all's generation just didn't have the tools yeah. to deal with this stuff, you know? And he goes, yeah, he goes, you couldn't, we, he goes, I think we just thought if we pushed it down that it would just stay down. Yeah. 
and it just doesn't it comes back in weird ways like you know alcoholism or drug abuse or you know uh like whatever sexual weird sexual things like there's just it goes somewhere and so i do think you need to honor it feel it let it flow through you but then at some point it's almost it's enough it's almost like their generation pushed it down and this new generation just stays there we're just they're just angry all the time find new reasons to be pissed every i mean there's a million reasons we could be upset at the world everything is sexist, everything is racist, everything is ableist, everything is. And so it's like when you're finding every little thing, and if someone says, someone has an opinion, and that opinion turns into, it's one of those list of things. It's just like, can we just, we don't allow enough nuance. I think there's so much black and white thinking. There's so much just assuming things about other people. You say a sentence, like it's, it's interesting. Um, the conversation that I was having in my DMs, I was posting about a, a business, something that has been happening to business owners, but the person who said it happened to be a white man. So this person was like, white male privilege, da, 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 da. And I'm going, yes, and that has nothing to do with what he's saying. If he was a black woman or an Asian woman or man, the fact that he was a business owner was like what I was bringing up. And so sometimes I feel like we're so angry at whatever's going on, you just dismiss anything that comes out of someone's mouth. You're not even listening. And I think we have an issue with listening, (laughs) active listening, really hearing what people saying and not like listening, waiting to speak to just get your point back. It's like this weird tennis match of like, who could be the angrier and prove the most points at each other. And no one's having a conversation. And I think it gets exhausting personally. Um, And back to can we choose or not? Yeah. Like I think we should be able to feel it. I think there's a lot of reasons to be angry. Totally. I think there's a whole lot of validity to a whole lot of things people say, yep. but stressing yourself out to the point where you're just like stressing out, trying to prove your point to someone else who's not seeing it is literally like smashing your head against a wall. And why do you want to do that to yourself? So at some point it's like, I want to choose to feel different And I'm going to speak to the people who want to hear me or who are going to listen or where I'm not feeling like I'm smashing my head against the wall. And I need to move on because I can't live in that space. And like back about my mom, you know, grief is an interesting thing and there's no right way to grieve or no amount of time, I think. But, Mm -hmm. but you can also allow certain things to consume you. Like I could have just crawled up into a hole, been spending all my days crying and, and maybe that would have been valid for a couple days or who knows how long, but I think you do get to a point and, and same with my relationship when it ended and my divorce, you get to a point or you can get to a point where you go, just don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of being sad. I'm tired of being angry. I need to look at things differently because you can just have your whole world colored by this experience and that's your life. And it's like, how are you, how are you wanting to choose to live your life? And yes, bad things happen. Shitty things happen. You, there's loss. There's real injustices that feel bad. But staying in those, like this is really the call in the conversation is like, how much do you want to stay in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that is a choice, I think. And we did an episode a while back about like, it's okay to outgrow the old you. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes we had this conversation about the DM conversation you were having where I was like, you know, being a, um, a champion for a specific cause gives people purpose, you know, just as much as maybe our businesses give us purpose or, Mm -hmm. um, and so I think 
when something threatens that, right? Because that's your sense of purpose. Like it really is just your opinion, perspective, you know, gleaned from years of experience and readings and whatever you've done. And you kind of come up with this idea and this idea that you want to champion. For me, it just happens to be helping women build their business online, right? Like everyone has their, their, and everyone deserves to have a sense of purpose. But when your purpose depends on other people being a certain way, so you can feel important, I think you're going to be at a loss. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be a battle that you can't win. And so when you ask someone to think about something differently, or you ask them to, you know, consider a different emotion, it can feel really um, like almost abandoning yourself. It can feel like a betrayal of yourself because that's what you, that's who you are, right? Yeah. That, that thing you champion, it'd probably be the same way as I'm trying to think like, you know, what would ever threaten my business. I mean, if you're listening to this and you're a mom and you have family, that's the same exact thing, right? Like that's your purpose. And we see that a lot when people graduate high school and they go to college and there's sort of this empty nest syndrome. It's like, I don't have this thing anymore. That was my sense of being and the reason why, how I created meaning in my life. And I think it can be a cause too. And so we're seeing a lot of people deciding that this is their thing to champion, which is amazing and it's valid. But at the same time, it depends on someone else being different. And I think you're always going to lose that battle. You know, it's, and even as a, a business coach, like I'm not the best business coach for everybody, you know, yeah. like there's someone who's more perfect for this person than me. And I think me trying to convince every single person I'm the right, it's the same exact thing. Yeah. I'm the right business coach for every single person. It's like, no, you can't be. And people deserve to form their own opinions. To me, that's a beautiful thing about free will is like everyone gets to have the full experience, whatever that looks like for them. But I think what we're talking about really is self-awareness going, okay, yeah. I've been mired in these emotions for however long. And that's just, that's awareness. It's going, I'm angry all the fucking time. <laughs> and I don't like that. And after my divorce, I was, I looked around and I was like, I am resentful. I am feeling hurt. I am, you know, uh, not moving on. I'm feeling stuck. Like I'm doing all these things. And I looked at my ex-husband. I was like, that dude's living his fucking life. Totally. And I was like, why am I the only one? Yeah. <laughs> like having the worst fucking time right now. And I just switched. I was like, this is actually bullshit. And I just decided to fucking, and it felt weird at first. Cause I was like, am I leaving something behind? Am I betraying myself? But I love that example. I think it's so relatable. There's so many times where I feel like people are angry at someone else and the other person is just living their life, not paying attention, not doing any, like they're not sitting there seething, thinking about you. And if you're in that space of you're like sitting there thinking what you're going to say back and how you're going to do it. And they're just completely oblivious. That might be a sign for you to go, maybe this is my problem, not a real, not to say a real problem, but not like the problem. Maybe it's just my problem. And I, I really believe a lot of things come down to just different personalities. So I did a post the other day and we've talked about the four tendencies, Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies. And Jill and I were even talking about just personalities last night at dinner and our partnerships and how people are so different. But someone who is a, uh, upholder, someone who's like, will follow the rules and does all the things. And someone who's a rebel, who's like, I'm not following anything. And like, you can't tell me what to do. Those two people are almost complete head, like opposite head to head kind of personalities. So the rebel could get so pissed at the upholder. Like, why don't you ever question things? And why do you just follow blindly? And the upholder might be like, why don't you just follow the rules and we'll all be fine. Those two people are not going to see eye to eye. And it's literally something that it's probably not even with a conversation having, they can sit and see and go, 
let's agree to disagree. But I really doubt that one person or the other is going to swing that person to the other side. Yep. They're not going to like change that personality to be different. Because fundamentally, their needs are different. Fundamentally, right? yeah. There's one f- person needs to have more autonomy. Yep. One person needs to have more safety or certainty. Yes. And that's valid too. Like yes. we all have needs in that, but some are stronger than others. Yes. And now we're in this place right now where everyone's like, you need to consider everyone with every issue. Like you can't, the, re- the reality is you can't consider in every word that you speak online or post or say, you can't caveat with every, like, this is only for people who have this specific Right. You know, t- like to post macros and then put a little star underneath, like trigger warning. If you have an ED, don't read the macros, but also if you have diabetes, this is what you need to know. But also if you're on a diet, here's your macros for that. Like you can't yeah. caveat every little thing. So we have to also be self-aware enough to know if this post is for you or not for you, totally. or if you're triggered by it and you know, you're going to be in rage for months, maybe unfollow. unfollow. <laughs> yeah. Leave that alone. That's don't why I do love social to media. To me, I love that it's so the system is perfect. It's a natural filtering mechanism. Mm. And if you have a cause or you have something you're passionate about, which I hope that you do, whether it's a cause or whether it's your own personal sort of like hobby or whatever, the internet is your own little space to carve that out, you know? So to me, having a social media platform, even if you have just a small following, you can post whatever the fuck you want on your Instagram. And it's the best because you get to say, you know, and there's actually a quote that's like, when you have a problem with something, like the best revenge is to create your own or something like that. Uh It's basically like, so instead of, it's almost like, um, I don't wanna say it's passive, but it's broadcasting. Here's my view on this. Here's my opinion, right? It doesn't even have to be political or whatever. It can literally be like, here's what I think about internet business, right? So you have this, your own little corner of the internet where you get to broadcast. And I think that that needs to be enough. It would be like me going into someone's DMs and being like, hey, so-and-so, did you see my, you see my posts, right? I know you're not following me, but go look at my post, right? right. We know people who do that, yep. right? Yep. Go look at my post. That's the same thing as going out and trying to bring people over to your cause. Let them come to you because something you said was compelling. Mm-hmm. Something you said was interesting. Something you said was curiosity peaking. Something you said was attractive in a way that got people thinking. To me, that's a much better, more organic way to get someone to change their mind than fucking yelling that them in a DM and sending links and research articles, whatever. I don't know what you buy, tune that shit out. Yeah. All of yeah. a sudden I'm like, why am I in a fight right now <laughs> when I am just literally posting like, and that doesn't happen to me often, but I think there's something too, instead of going out and like actively trying to bring people in, allow for your message to stand alone, mm-hmm. to be in and of itself yeah. of high value. Yeah. People are... And, and y'all, we've all probably had this happen. You know, we've all probably been triggered by something. We've seen somebody post something yep. where we're just yep. like, why did you say that? It's not true or whatever. But again, back to living in it, staying in it, choosing it, and just taking your deep breath, tapping it out. I don't know, going to your counselor, working through it, and then moving forward. And it's hard. You know, I was thinking as you were speaking, I was thinking, well, okay, I'm trying to think of this argument of, well, what if what someone's doing is directly harming me? What if someone's doing is really, it's affecting me, you know? And I can see this in the, I can see this argument in the political space. Well, these people who are voting this way, it's actually affecting my life. And so I have to say something. And to that argument, I would say, you are allowed to speak up. You can say that. And then you can use your words and your powers to go vote and to just make sure people listen. But knowing that there's going to be another side who still disagrees with you and they're probably not going to change. And I think, you know, there's, 
debate, <laughs> debate is an interesting thing. I think that we probably, there's two things that I see going on a lot lately is uh, a lot of logical fallacies. We learned about this in college in philosophy 101 or 102. I can't remember, but there are things that you can draw, con- you can have these truths, truths, or I don't know, valid, valid statements, but the conclusion doesn't equal your two statements. So I was telling Jill earlier, it's like two plus two equals five. You're like, yep, that's two. I can see that's the number two. This is the number two. Those are both correct, but five is the wrong conclusion. And there's a lot of things going on in the internet sphere where there's a lot of these things that there's truths and then there being there's these conclusions that are being drawn that don't equal what the things are. And then there's also just debates. And there's when you take a debate class, there's rules of debate and there's things that you can get points for that you're making a point, not making a point. And unfortunately, we just have a lot of people who are just yelling at each other with a lot of like Ill- not logical, like logical fallacies. And so there's just a bunch of noise and garbage and just building up more anger. And I think we just need to take a, just more deep breaths, more steps back and not be like the keyboard warriors trying to convince somebody and going down the, the rabbit hole of trying to prove things. Because I mean, even when I was back in fitness, I remember I was a vegetarian for about 10 years and I could have found so many articles to support why humans are meant to not eat meat and why it's healthier. And then paleo came out and there are so many studies how showing how eating lots of meat and no grains was better and healthier and humans are made that way. So unfortunately for a lot of us, we can find arguments to prove our point and it's called what some confirmation bias. We're going to find confirmation bias if we're looking for it. And so you got to just be more aware, more aware that confirmation bias is everywhere and you're seeing it. And sometimes we're like, I don't see how they don't see it. And it's like, cause they have confirmation bias towards their opinion yep, and what they're doing. Else. So if someone is doing something that's directly harming you or hurting you in your opinion, use your voice and do what you can for your legislation, what you need to do. But the internet argument and staying angry still isn't the thing, right? That's not, the, that's not going to be effective. Like what can you do? That's going to actually make a difference versus boiling yourself and like turning your body into cancer because you're constantly in rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um interesting. We have a friend, Elizabeth Dialto, shout out, um, love Elizabeth. She does a lot in the like emotional sort of like space, personal development, whatever. And she did recently did a workshop called Alchemizing Anger. Mm. I love the alliteration, but mm. I was like, yeah, I think it's valid to feel anger, to feel all the ways, like I would never tell someone not to, but then what are you doing with mm-hmm. it? And I love that title. Cause it was just like, yes, you have this thing. It's all this energy, right? Like whether it's negative emotions, positive emotions, you have, there's energy behind emotions. Where does that go? And to your point, it goes to making sure you're at the ballot box, right? Making sure you, you know, are taking whatever little tiny piece of real estate you have on social media and using it to push your agenda, right? And like, there are a lot of things that you can do. So it's like, at the end of the day, let's get feet on the ground, right? Like, that's really what it's about is like deciding where you want and then where you want to stay emotionally. So like, feel the anger, have all those negative emotions. And then this is just my personal opinion that shit to me is staying mired in negative emotions. It's just a distraction from doing what I want to do, right. To getting to the, getting to like with the divorce stuff, like this is not helping. Like I noticed at one point this hurt and this pain and this resentment and this self-righteous wasn't helping me actually heal. So you have to ask like, what's the goal? And then if the goal is healing and being able to move on romantically and move into another relationship and be a healthy, healthy emotionally, I can't stay here. 
So we think having that, that awareness, and that's obviously why we're having this episode is like, let's create awareness around this stuff. Yeah. So it's valid, but then also what's your next step? And then yeah. what are you going to do to sort of transmute or alchemize that, that, uh, negative emotion? Yeah. What can you turn it into? Yeah. What can you do? What, how can you take action on it yeah. versus staying in it? And honestly, um, you know, back to the very beginning, emotions are valid. They're real. But I really believe certain emotions over a long period of time harm us, mm-hmm. like hurt your body. Yeah. It's, it's not just about you're hurting other people by, you know, being ragey and breaking someone's window. You're hurting yourself. Staying in that, I don't know. I, I really have a strong belief a lot of disease comes from just emotions that have just been buried and pushed and like just stay. I, I feel like it has to go somewhere. Like what you said earlier about pushing it down, it's got to go somewhere. And I know a lot of it comes out as disease as stomach issues as mm-hmm. you know yep. IBS just all huge. kinds yeah. all kinds of stuff yep. and so it's taking care of you it doesn't mean that if you let go of it that you don't care it doesn't right. mean that if you're not angry about something that you don't have feelings towards it but it's it's like how much capacity do you have and where I want to have more capacity for love and when hate and anger are taking up that space, it's really hard to love. And you start to look at everyone in a different way and like looking for reasons to be angry, like the pre-angry. And it's, it's not a fun way to live. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, good food for thought. If y'all like this episode or have, I know that this is sort of, I mean... I feel like these kind of conversations can sort of go all over the place. So interested in how you guys kind of see this. Um, and if you guys want more content like this, we can certainly talk more about it. But I think at the end of the day, you know, this is called the best life podcast. We want you guys out there living your best life. And so a lot of that starts with yourself and it starts with mm-hmm. the self-awareness to be like, cool, what emotions do I want to like stay in? Where do I want to go? What's my intention? What do I want to create? And so I think sometimes it can, we can feel so mired in these things. We got to lift our head up sometimes and go like, cool, what am I actually doing? And where do I actually want to go? And what are some of the things that are going to get me there? What are the action steps? And also what are the emotional states that are going to help me get there? And so this is not like a love and light conversation. This is not about like, yeah, like it's not spiritual bypassing. It's not being like these things don't matter, but it is about going, recognizing, and then actively choosing to be aware of everything that's going on. If you can like, and have a very sort of you know, uh, like, a you know, like, look at the, look at all of the, the things and then decide from there how you want to live. And to me, that's really all you can do. Love that. And shameless plug the happiness diet. Uh, we have a program Jill and I created, um, called the happiness diet. If you go to the happiness if you kind of don't know where to start and this sounds interesting to you and you're like, I want to be more mindful. And this is some things like I'm in that place where I'm tired of being there, there, or I just want a little more peace and I'm trying to figure out how to do it. It's an amazing course. Um, six weeks of content, there's videos, there's emails, there's just a lot of stuff to think about journaling and it is a ridiculously low price. So go over to the happiness and check it out. And also if you've done the happiness diet, uh, we haven't asked this before, but if you could send some feedback testimonials, what you've gotten out of it, um, would love that. So we can share your experience so other people can know if it's right for them too. So all right, y'all. Well, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for the conversation. All right. Bye guys. Bye guys.